1: take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the,
0: the way, way they were. Hi Chateau. Hi Granya, how are you? I'm very
1: good, I'm very good. Uh, how are you feeling today?
0: I'm feeling a lot better than I was when when we recorded <laughs> The episode coming up. Little little nod here for the listeners. Little behind the scenes action. As you well know, listeners, I never know who the couple is going to be for any of these episodes. But it's almost as if cosmically something in the universe got me to spiritually be in the same world as a 70s rock and roll mm. lifestyle that this couple, Lindsay and Stevie, we know who they are. Now you're listening. It's like they were part of my life for the time of recording because um, the night before recording, I went out and kind of lived a rock and roll night, I guess. I've actually forgotten what I was doing that night. All I know is I drank a lot and paid for it on the day of recording. And this is a true story, listeners. I had to, before we start recording, let the lovely guest Rebecca know that I had a bucket on my lap and that if I had any time during recording started throwing up as i had already done twice that day, to just keep on going, I would mute my mic and not to worry about it. I was severely hungover, incredibly. It's one of the hangovers I will remember when my life flashes before my eyes. This hangover will come up, and I didn't. I managed it, much like Stevie and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I didn't let my backstage and by stop the show. I carried on. I got through it. Um, I did at one point have to swallow down a bit of <laughs> sick, which you might hear. And I will have you know that the second we stopped recording, and I mean the second. I did actually um, puke my guts out. Oh. And then again, a few more times that day. But it was immediate the second we stopped recording. So just if I sound a bit, if I sound a bit fragile, it's just the spirit of Stevie she's living there. Me. She's there. She's I was bringing, there. The, I was essentially, I essentially, without realizing I went method for this episode. <laughs> so you're welcome. That's how, that's how committed I am to this podcast. Uh, well, uh, speaking of Stevie Nicks, our guest, Rebecca Humphries,
1: I describe, I don't know in this episode, but she's basically like Stevie Nicks if she had like really good therapy because, yeah. you know, Rebecca Humphreys, she's an absolute angel,
0: looks wise, she looks like a, a 70s rock angel, but she's the That's personality. Amazing hair. Oh, I mean. I was so jealous. When we were recording, that made my hangover worse was how great her <laughs> hair looked and I knew how awful I looked as well. It just made the hangover worse. <laughs> was so like put together and i was like oh god what does she think of me (laughs) anyways go on i'm sorry (laughs) so not only does she look like an angel the
1: girl writes like an angel if you haven't read her her memoir why did you stay treat yourself and uh she also acts like an angel because we went to see her play
0: Blackout songs, we were sat right in the front row, she was only a few feet away from us with her amazing hair and amazing back as well, that girl, Mm -hmm. I want the gym routine, drop it whenever you're ready Rebecca. Yes, Uh,
1: so burn some sage, light a candle, get some incense going, yeah, and get into the vibe that is the brilliance of Rebecca Humphreys. The The
0: way they were. Hi Rebecca.
1: Hi. Hi Rebecca hello nice to see you oh wow the pleasure's all mine thank you for being here you're so and
2: welcome i'm
1: so excited <laughs> so we're a very romantic podcast we believe in a thing called love do you consider yourself a romantic person oh god i mean
2: it depends what context really it's because i i would have done i would have been said i was an out and out hopeless romantic and I was for many many years which got me into all kinds of like fun zingy scrapes (laughs) um and then as a result of those very scrapes I kind of turned into this fortress and I think I'm somewhere in the middle now I mean I I would say that I was the kind of like 1950s Catherine Hepburn romantic who's this kind of like high-waisted trouser wearing
0: um, a whippersnapper
2: yeah, yeah. For kind of fierce zingy boss woman who actually deep down is just like just wants to be dying loved. To, be, to be cracked
1: open <laughs> <laughs> the right guy you've you've caught me out I am a woman that's <laughs> right, exactly yeah yeah yeah
2: who has to kind of go on the journey of learning about vulnerability and that sort of thing and that really does appeal to me as a concept so that's via, I'm going via
0: fast quips with Kerry Grant, back and forth. Yeah.
2: I mean, not now.
0: Not now.
1: Even now, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what do you think now? If you were to, if we were to say to you, a dream romantic date, what what would that look like to you now? Oh God! I
2: mean, like the the, the fact of the matter is that ugh, when you say things like that, I've turned into I turned into some nature person. Um. So whereas before it would be, you know, like. Zooming around the world on first class and drinking champagne and doing all those sorts of things that actually pff, are quite boring. There's quite a lot of admin involved, which I can't be asked with at this stage in my life. I'm, I'm talking more like a big walk in a forest, you know, mm. that sort of thing. Sort of going back to that vintage Disney basic of love <laughs> flowers and like, you know, a cottage somewhere and fires and fairy godmothers and that sort of thing.
1: And look, you're so, in your cottage core, Taylor exactly. Swift. Taylor co- Swift,
2: Evermore. Exactly. I mean, the most romantic film for me that I can possibly think of is cottage core, but like goblin mode cottage core, where actually <laughs> I don't really have to do anything or look nice, and I can just sort of. God, it's going to all sound a bit trite, isn't it? But, you know, be accepted for who I am. For who you and are. And all that business. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not highly glamorous, but it's sort of quite cute, isn't it?
0: It's a lot cheaper as well. So for boys it's out there, she's that's... not expensive anymore. She went well, from flights to New York in Paris to just well, take her out to a forest. I mean, you say that,
2: but you're not seeing the cottage that I'm visiting. <laughs> oh, right. Got <Gotcha>. you. <laughs> it's very Cotswold. It's very Soho Farm. House. There are probably people
0: on hand to help me. There's a cow shed spa around every corner. I oh, get God, you. Yeah, yeah, that's a given.
1: Well, you're a couple. I we say this every week, but you have an iconic couple. They really are. I like. I'm shocked by this couple. It was a real without giving too much away. It was a real sort of cultural blind spot for me. Ooh. And then I was like, I was scared when I saw this couple. I like, genuinely a chill. It was like it's time. It's time and... Yeah.
0: Oh golly, jeez okay. Louise, okay, I'm it's, scared.
1: It's not light and um, yeah, cultural blind spot
2: is I think right for a lot of people, which is why I was like, this is juice. Oh God, am I getting? to know?
0: Oh geez, this is to test. Okay, I, am, I, I, I haven't think been doing well will. lately. I've had a lot of ones I don't know lately, so it seems to be a bit of a trend. I'm getting worried. Go on. Well, so I can tell you, this
1: golden couple got together in the sunny year of 1968. Eight. Okay. 1968. Oh, by the way, I should caveat. This is a couple that I think a certain amount of people know so much about. So I'm asking you, dear listeners, if I get a date wrong here or is something not quite in the right order, just please... Just give me the generosity that this couple <laughs> denied each other. That's all that I ask. Okay, so I'm I'm calling that they got together in 1960.
0: I don't think I'm gonna know who they are. <laughs> I'm already really nervous. <laughs>
1: Go uh, on. Let's set the scene. It was the year the Graduate heralded Hollywood's new wave. The Zodiac killer started the reign of terror. And Jackie Kennedy married Aristotle Onassis, but that's not all the love that was in the air because.
0: Rumors. Uh, okay. About so this we're doing, rock and cool. Okay, we're couple. doing Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Is it I mean, I presume is it is it Stevie and um and uh oh god, I always forget his fucking don't tell me. I was just reading about them yesterday. Uh Lindsay Buckingham. Lindsey 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 Buckingham, Lindsay. Stevie and Lindsay. Is. That makes sense. That makes perfect I can't I can't believe we haven't done them before, actually. This is a good one, but this is this is a bit <laughs> War of the Roses for you, Grania. This it is, a lot of is. Imagine we're at a party. This is the everybody's doing coke in the kitchen. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Great choice, though. They are. I mean, this is deep. This is a big one. This <gasps> is savage. This is a, a lot goes. A lot, and also, a lot's kind of still going on. It's like until one of them pops their clogs, it's never really over. You're, you're
2: right. It, it, it probably was War of the Roses style research, but that's why I was like, this goes deep. This is poisonous. And oh, the yeah. fact that it was happening before, you know, really the kind of pop culture that we know now exists. There's just so much juice to be squeezed out oh, of it. Oh, so
0: much. And very of the moment, because there's that TV show on now that's kind of based on that Jackie and the Six, whatever it's called. Daisy, yeah, Daisy and James, Daisy yeah. and that's basically loosely based on, on Stevie and Lindsay. Oh, very exciting. Right, let's go. Let's go. Give a so, look Rebecca, what what was it when,
1: so it was juiciness, was there anything else about this couple that you were like, "Mm, mm, mm-mm-mm, yes? I mean, yeah, there's just, there's so much to enjoy
2: about this. I think, yeah, the reason of that cultural blind spot is because it's just sort of something that we've all normalised in such a massive way in terms of, oh, yeah, and there was this couple in the 70s and they, like, wrote a song about each other and put it on the same album and, like, his was kind of like, do what you want, you whore, and hers was like, eat shit and that's fine by me. (laughs) And... They both shoved this on the same album, like at the same time that their two best mates were doing exactly the same thing thing, for one another on the same album. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Like Taylor Swift can't even allude to an ex without the Internet breaking like and going, oh, my God, she wrote that about Harry Styles. But this is like if Taylor Swift and Harry Styles wrote revenge songs for one another on the same album, that's also Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez were on. Too. Yeah, and as i'm and, saying and it out that it, loud
0: i'm like why hasn't anyone done this and, and then it became like one of the biggest albums of the entire decade slash time of all time <laughs> it yeah. became like one of the most famous albums ever written as well because they're
2: absolute tunes as well and you know it's, it's just it's just heaven and the whole the whole thing just has so much like salacious
0: Anger about it, right? And you haven't even gotten to all the scarves. Just, the, just the scarves right. alone. Just, the, just the caftan glow. And the, she's the like spinning around in this top hat at the same oh, time, she's like, like a being a witch. fairy witch. Oh, <laughs> she's incredible. So, what
1: I will say is, just for time, we will. I probably will have to use montages for quite a few bits. Because be, yeah. with, with most breakups, it's like they go out for a period together, then there's a few interviews that last maybe for about maybe five years where they talk about each other, whereas this couple, they just for the last 40 years have been slagging each other in the press. So <laughs> we might have to montage it a bit. Okay, but before we go any further, already I can hear our listeners screaming at their iPhones. What about their star signs, Gronya? Don't worry, got it covered. So... Stephen Hicks, she's a Gemini queen. Lindsay Buckingham, uh-oh, he's a Libra. Oh Christ, I'm a Libra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good, Chantel, you're a Libra as well, aren't no, you? No, no, no. I'm Taurus. I'm Taurus. Oh, okay. I'm Taurus. Well, we're very, we're very rarely brought up. Tauruses don't tend to become successful, famous people. <laughs> that sounds of it, because, or maybe they're very lucky in love because they're never on this podcast. Anyways, go on. <laughs> okay, so this is helpful, Rebecca, because this is
1: now you'll know. How likely it would be if for you and Stevie Nicks to work out in a romantic mm. relationship. Oh Can't god, okay. Just from the star Jeez. signs. So this is Libra and Gemini. What do you think, according to their star signs, what was their compatibility of these of these two?
2: Well, for, Libras are quite balanced. That's the kind of vibe, isn't it? Or they can mm. see things from both perspectives, which is not what I thought you were gonna say when it comes to Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> Maybe Libra men are different. Yeah. But Gem and I have got those two facets as well. You're talking my language here is what, <laughs>
0: what, is what I'm
2: saying, essentially. So oh, probably like, I mean, there's, there's absolutely no way that they weren't having really hot sex. So like that has to
0: come into play, surely. That's all that ever mm. comes into play with this. Whenever Grindr <laughs> reads it back, it's just about sex. I'm going to go like something
1: like 60, 63%. Okay, interesting. So 63? I'm going to try like 25%. This was what they were working with, okay? Okay. Gemini and Libra partners are not exactly always a perfect couple. Although their signs do support each other, if Libra, Lindsay, has trouble being alone and doing things by themselves, this isn't something Gemini, Stevie, will easily understand. Due to their lack of personal boundaries, Libra, Lindsay, will often let Gemini, Stevie, lead the way, lead the way until all of their energy is gone. 78%.
0: Really? Wow. I do not think what you were saying was going to lead to a positive. (laughs) It never does. (laughs) It never does. It never does. These two hate each other 95%. It's really weird. Libras do not come off well in that. Libra sounds
2: tragic in that time, Samick. But this my is Libra a gemini Yeah, Libra men, Libra men. Libra yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. It's, Libra it's men. completely different for Libra women.
1: Oh my God, it's not even comparable.
2: Yeah, they're the kind of like strong strongest ones. Um, the star signs
1: know they can pick up. Oh no, hang on. It's a woman we're talking about. It's different. Yeah, they, me and Stevie probably be fine. Be fine, be fine. So they met for the first time in the summer of 1966 when Stevie met Lindsay at a youth group cool cute they're at at a youth group apparently lindsey was playing his guitar and uh stevie just walked over sat down beside him just joined in and the two of them started singing california dreaming
2: oh my god can you imagine if those people were at your youth group
0: (laughs) <laughs> be oh like, my God. literally <laughs> shall we go guys oh wait they're like they're both those people at the party that play acoustic guitar and look in the eyes look you in the eyes when doing it oh geez yeah. I think I've heard that story before and I still can't I still think it's made up. I still think I think that that can't have been actually. It's like a scene in a really bad movie about the sixties. It's so (laughs) you know what I mean. She turns up. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, Stevie. So the audience really knows who they are. Then they start singing together, and the camera moves on. It's so bad.
1: (laughs) So, but then he goes off. He goes to university. He starts a band called Fritz. They're a psychedelic funk band but they needed a singer. And he thought, oh, hang on a sec. I remember a girl that I met once and we sang California Dreaming together. Why don't I give her a ring and ask if she wants to join my band? What a come on. Right? (laughs) You want to be in my band? So apparently she joined the band, but they had other partners. And according to Stevie Nicks, nobody in the band wanted to go out with her because she was too ambitious. Makes sense. Yeah, I hear that. Sort of like what it sounds from this period is her and Lindsay were just like unbelievably good looking and everybody was like, oh, my God, these two are like the most good looking people ever. And Stevie was just like, I always knew I'd be successful. I always knew I was a rock star. I was never insecure and I would just walk like a rock star because I was like, I'm going to be a a
0: famous rock star. She was right. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's absolutely right. Fair play to her. And they're both still really good looking as well. They both like they're they're just they're just handsome people. <laughs> <laughs> and they are a handsome parent. <laughs> but it just but works. remember, they're still not together
1: yet. What apparently happened to turn their relationship into a romantic one was a talent producer discovered the band. But in a classic Simon Cowell, later stages of X Factor, says, "I like the band, but I only want to work with Stevie and Lindsay." Of course, yes, only Stevie I mean... and Lindsay. And according to Stevie, the guilt of having to tell the other people in the band that they were dropped, and they only wanted the producer only wanted to work with those two, turned their relationship sexual. Wow! Stop it. That is not <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. Guilt sex. They had guilt sex. That's a new one. Wow, okay,
2: so they connected over a mutual guilt and then they shagged. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I thought it was Ooh. Stevie, this is what... Lindsay and all Catholics,
0: apparently she <laughs> just says it's all about
1: guilt. This is what Stephen said, we were so sad that we had to tell the three other guys that no one wanted them and that's what got them into bed together.
0: How did that conversation it's, get there? I think <laughs> she just was just taking some... her top off. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard. <laughs> I don't
2: understand. No, suddenly I'm like, oh, hang on, the flip of this isn't we don't want you, it's that they want us. Yeah, and that is hot.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're I the special ones. It. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, they then moved to LA to work as a double act together, and during this period, Basic Stevie just completely supports Lindsay. He stays at home, he's smoking weed, he's practising his guitar and she's working at least three different jobs. God, some things
0: never change. Dating a 25-year-old musician has always been the same.
1: (laughs) But she says that she didn't mind because she was like, Lindsay was really insane. (laughs) I can't believe I'm even saying, I can't believe I'm even justifying this, but this is what she said. She said, I didn't mind because Lindsay was really insecure and I knew I was going to be successful, so I didn't mind supporting him.
0: He was too insecure to get a job. (laughs) That's a a great reason. (laughs) Try that down the job center. Why can't you get employed? I'm too bashful. I'm too insecure. insecure. I don't really think very highly of myself, so I can't work. It's actually quite empowering listening to this. It's like, oh, wow, it happened to Stevie Nicks too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. No one's immune. She was like, he's a genius. I'm Uh, helpless.
0: I have to just like make
1: it as easier as my God. God, that's evergreen, man, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So they release an album, and one sort of like the turning point of maybe this relationship isn't the healthiest is. They were uh, doing a photo shoot for the cover of the album and the photographer wanted Lindsay and Stevie to be topless. And Stevie was like, oh, no, I don't want to. This is really gross. I don't want to. And whose side do you think Lindsay took? Oh, obviously the photographer. Yeah. Uh, He was like... Stevie stopping so so uptight And sort of bullied her into taking her top off God come on,
0: it's about freedom What did we we all have the summer of love for Stevie? Exactly, now get him
2: out for that producer
0: (laughs) I'm doing it, it's the same thing It's the same me getting topless That's the same (laughs) (laughs)
1: Step into the world of power Loyalty Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com
2: Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And Stevie said that she, when the album came out, this is so sad. It was like, it wasn't like a big commercial hit, but it was like a good album. And nowadays people look back at it and go, it wasn't appreciated at the time. But Stevie said that when the album came out, she was too embarrassed to show it to her family.
2: Ugh. That's so sad, and also I'm thinking to myself, I can't, I don't, I can't tell which is worse when you get your when you get your tits out for the for your album, and it's sell and it's everywhere, or it's nowhere. Yeah, mm. like it's a
0: lose lose situation. Stevie, I mean, he this one red flag after another. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> yeah, about right. him sounded very good so far. Stevie uh, didn't have enough female friends, I don't think, to be like babes. He's not that good looking. <laughs> well, she's about to get a really good female friend. Don't worry. Is. So Christine's um,
1: coming. they're dropped by the record company. But good news is around the corner career-wise because then Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood & Mac goes to the recording studio where they recorded their underappreciated album and he hears the guitar on the album and Mick Fleetwood is like, oh my God, who is that guitarist? And that's how Lindsay Buckingham and his girlfriend Stephen X are asked to join the band. Wow. So
2: they asked, they asked Lindsay... They asked Lindsay. Whoa, and he brought Stevie with him. He was
1: like, I won't join your band unless my girlfriend can join too.
2: Okay, so all that working three jobs and letting him sit at home and smoke weed actually...
1: Actually paid off. Actually paid off for once.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: So, but there was a little secret that they were keeping from the rest of the Fleetwood Mac because even though they were joining as a couple, already they were having huge relationship problems. Of course. But they didn't want to tell anybody in the band because they don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we're joining as a couple. But surprise, we keep breaking up and getting back together. Around this time, Stevie wrote a song called Silver Springs about Lindsay Buckingham. And I'll just read some of the lyrics. So remember, they haven't even made rumours yet. Yeah. Rumours. It's just glint in their eye. And this is the lyrics to Silver Springs. Time cast a spell on you, but you won't forget me. I know I could have loved you, but you would not tell me. I'll follow you down till the sound of my voice will haunt you. Wow. <laughs> this sounds healthy.
2: <laughs> wow, so, okay. And also, P.S., I mean, talk about following your intuition in terms of like, right, we'll join the band, but we just won't, we just won't tell them about our relationship issues. It was the
1: best thing that could have happened to that band. <laughs> geez man so it's a real sort of like it's a passion of and it's interesting it's it seems like the more drama and turmoil in their emotional life the more creative, and the the higher the the achievements that they will
0: get oh my god Kind I just a little a moment for our listeners I think most of our listeners are women and um don't play this Episode to your boyfriend because this really does make oh, this is going to make men think. See, it's good. Look what happened with Lindsay and Stevie. It's totally. good that I don't work and they were constantly fighting. This will lead to great art. Like this is really dangerous. This Do not really,
2: spread this. A really important caveat. And also, I mean, this relationship has a lot to answer for yeah. in terms of the the putting up with yeah. that has gone on. It's like,
1: hey, you know what? You know who
2: we're like? Yeah, we're like Stevie next and Lindsay Bucket.
1: Great. it's not okay don't let someone do that to you also around this time stevie wrote landslide oh Oh. iconic the best my favorite do you want to know what inspired her to write landslide very much when Lindsay abandoned stevie on holiday in colorado during a fight oh my
0: god I mean, I hate to say it, but I think it was worth it. (laughs) That song is so good. I can't listen to it without bursting into tears. Like, it's an incredible song. It was worth it. It
1: was worth it. So, Rebecca, what do you think is like, do you think... We always love that idea of, you know, that really toxic, can't live with each other, can't live without each other, two creatives, egging each other on to greater levels of brilliance. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, especially when we're young, I think, because the only
2: relationships that really make, you know, the front pages in pop culture are ones that are fraught and ones that are like volca- volcanic and 100%. tempestuous. And they're also the only narratives that like properly work on telly and in films. 100%, it's yeah. all about like this kind of like tussle between, especially men and women. And I mean, certainly for me, like pop culture absolutely formed what I thought a normal relationship looked like for so long because actually those things, you know, this kind of the walk, the walk, long walks in nature relationships that I sort of alluded to at the beginning, they're quiet and they're peaceful. And I mean, boring is the wrong word, but like not interesting to anyone who isn't in that relationship is probably yeah. like more accurate. But this, the big secret, of course, is that like they are the, beautiful and passionate and real ones because that's when you realize that actually like passion and danger don't really coexist it's just like you know it makes me think oh it makes me think of like you know how when you're young and like your boyfriend's horrible to you and then you make up and that making up is like the sun shining down on you and it's the best thing in the world and you're suddenly like oh this is what love is because we're in that place where the relationship has been freshly salvaged and that this is the feeling of love and then you get older you're like oh my god that wasn't love that was relief Yeah. (laughs) yeah like and they're not the same thing yeah and that and and relationships like this like I just think oh it's just relief after relief after relief and Mm. I mean
1: god no one like who who can be asked (laughs) who can be asked with it it's it's not sustainable for more than like I mean it's just not sustainable (laughs) yeah it's it always reminds me of I always love that line from the talented Mr Ripley where they're talking about Jude Law's character and it's like but when he gives you attention it's like the sun
2: (gasps) shining on your face yeah 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 Ugh. it's exactly right I know how that feels and like you know you know how sunflowers like follow the trajectory of the sun mm. around the sky I always think of it like that in these like really toxic relationships where like you're opening your face up and like following this person like hoping that they'll notice you mm. but yeah. like they don't <laughs> like, yeah. not, not in the right way it's not it's not mutual in that in that way you're sort of just following an orbit
0: and I think and, it's something to do with being young as well. When you just kind of want to grow up, and the idea of because it's what you see on TV and movies. Oh, that's what being grown up is, is having to fight with your boyfriend all the time and breaking up, and and then you yeah. grow up and realize like it's not. It's just for young people. <laughs> like, old people don't do that. it's divorce. Of course, <laughs> you know, and so much of it as
2: well. Like you know, it is when you're young because especially, especially for women. And I know it's not just for them, but it, it, you know, we're just targeted all the time since we're capable of reading or really conscious thought of like how much we need to be improved and how much of us isn't like okay and not really deserving of security and nice things and we get told that we're not good enough constantly and so what we do is we look for we look for relationships that are going to validate our own feelings of ourselves and like what Mm. we're actually worthy of and then when you get older you're like oh all of that stuff was capitalist shite (laughs) right so I never had to believe it in the first place and now I choose not to and now actually like I'm not going to let someone else like treat me like I'm worth nothing yeah you know
1: let's check in with Stevie and Lindsay because they've joined Fleetwood Mac they released their first album it's a huge hit they are now massive like within (laughs) a year they went from poor Stevie having three jobs to support Lindsay to they are like one of the biggest bands In America. So the pressure is on for them to come up with a really good second album to build on their success. And let's pause it before they head into the studios by doing a little it's the time machine. So, Rebecca, (laughs) Stevie Nicks, and Lindsay are in town. Let's just say you're in town, you're in LA, it is the late 70s. What? Do you imagine a night out with Lindsay and Stevie looking like? Oh, my God. I mean,
2: going over to their house, it's it's strewn with sort of plants and things hanging from the ceiling. Everyone's stoned. Everyone's off their face. Christine McVee's there like handing out the shots and then like I guess you go to like the Viper lounge was that around them or was that more 90s and that That's was more, more 90s 80s, but more 80s 90s, oh okay yeah. right yes but but you know some something similar essentially like you're not going to remember much about that evening I would argue and then someone has a fight at the end and like you know you're I'm sitting with my arm around Stevie Nicks outside like on the steps 100%. and she's crying probably at and saying, the, um, I love at the
0: Continental Hyatt that was a big place for them all to go on the 70s they hung out there. and used to call it the Riot House instead of the Hyatt House. That's where all the rock stars would go. So you'd be there with them, Rebecca, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, what you'd be, imagine all their clothes. You'd be borrowing scarves with Stevie. Yeah, I want one of those crocheted
2: vests. <laughs> yes, that like you know go down to my thighs. Yes, I'm interested.
1: Mick Fleetwood is there. He's he's um, he was married at the time to Patty Boyd's sister. Yeah. So they'd be maybe um, maybe the Rolling Stones would pop by. Yeah, I mean, sure, if, if we feel like letting them. And what do you think the dynamic, do you think are Stevie and Lindsay, do you think they're, they're like one of those couples that are always like sitting chatting to each other or do you think there's tension? I feel like it's either one or the other. I feel like they're either
2: all over each other or like he's off over there talking to someone who like looks a bit like Stevie and he's like... Giving it the come on and yeah. like keeps turning around to make sure she's watching. Yeah, is the vibe where I'm sitting there with her like, don't look, <laughs> like you're better than that.
1: <laughs> but she won't listen to me. She won't. She won't listen to me for years. And she just goes missing. I bet she's one of these friends who just goes missing. And yeah, you're like, where's totally. Stevie? Who's the last person who saw Stevie? She's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah, she definitely is. And then
2: you'll you'll find her sort of. You know, with this with this new friend that she's got, in inverted commas, and it's just some like really shady looking older man. I so, think you missed out you...
0: one detail: the, the, lots, on. lots of coke. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's lots, so much coke. Lots of coke. Yeah, yeah, so coke much coke. yeah, years years yeah it's just limitless cool. cool. coke is when amounts. When much. you were saying it's, it's vodka storm. shots, I'm
1: like, uh, and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, huge pressure to record a really big a follow-up to their album. So, 1976, they head off to sort of like a slightly remote area to record rumours. They do this after six months on the road together. Remember, there's another couple in the group. Mm-hmm. They are Christine and John McVie. They are, at the moment of recording the album, splitting up after eight years of marriage. They are not speaking to each other. Mick Fleetwood, His marriage is also in trouble. Stevie and Lindsay are fighting. They are also not speaking to each other. And Lindsay is dealing with this by sleeping with as many other girls as possible. Of course. (laughs) So apparently during the recording, they'd all be like fighting with each other. Then Christine and Stevie would go for dinner and the boys would just throw these huge big coke parties. (sighs) And remember, they're isolated, so they're not like in LA that they can talk to other people. It's just these five
0: people. Oh God! <laughs> Jesus. Four of whom. Oh, this is my No, dear. all this of them are hell. going this through is... a breakup. God. How did they do it? Like, well, I'll tell you how what... they
1: did it. Cocaine. Cocaine. Okay, so yeah. they were using so much cocaine during the recording of Rumours that they originally wanted to thank their drug dealer on the album cover. I mean, fair fair i mean <laughs> and do you know why they weren't able to
0: because know, by the time Lindsay? the
1: album came out their drug dealer had been murdered oh I sure. see. that's the okay. only reason their drug dealer
0: that's went. what dedications are for come on and um, in memoriam yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so apparently part of the reason why Lindsay was really freaking out in his relationship with stevie is that you know when they joined the band Lindsay felt like he was very much in control. But now Stevie, she's the lead singer, more or less. She's writing loads of songs. He's no longer in control of Stevie. And apparently he could be quite possessive and controlled. And he hated the fact that Stevie wasn't reliant on him anymore. This is causing problems. So, two... Classic songs that were written by Stevie and by Lindsay kind of give us a little window into how both of them were dealing with this split. So Stevie wrote Dreams. Mm. So she wrote this in 10 minutes. (laughs) Crackers. And I'll just read out some of the lyrics. Well, here you go again. You say you need your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? It's only right that you should play the way you feel it. But listen carefully to the sound of your loneliness.
2: It's so intense, it. and apparently she they were in the studio recording something else, and she just walked out and went down the hallway to an empty room, and then just wrote it
0: and came back in. She's like, well, I've got some new material. Oh my... They should have they should have given the drug dealer's name, and he deserved it. This, he did a lot. This is imp- very impressive.
1: So she wow. gave that to Lindsay, and he knows she's written this about him, and apparently... Obviously, him as a person was, like, devastated. But the more stronger part of his brain, which was him as a musician, was, like, cool, brilliant, love it. Loved, yeah. He but plays then, it.
2: I mean, you, you can hear his guitar on yeah. it. It's, it's And it's amazing. So <laughs>
1: really then great song, guys. <laughs> he writes his repost. So her song is, like... I'm really sad, but you have to move on. When the rain washes you clean, you'll
0: know, like, you'll move on from this. And it's his, go your own way. His is, go your own way. (laughs) You're do what you want, girl, I don't care. Got all these groupies that look just like you.
1: With the lyrics, tell me why everything turned around. Packing up, shacking up is all you want to do. Oh, wow. I mean... It's
2: just heaven to me these two tracks. Even when you listen to them and listen to the the speed or like the ferocity of "Go Your Own Way," it's like you know he's he's really belting that out, and she's got this kind of like much subtler, very grounded, very certain. Like, and I and I've always interpreted that as you know when the rain washes you clean, you'll know it's like you'll know what you've lost yeah Mm. that's like always my and it's just so I love it because it's so elegant it's just like it's fine you do what you like and now I hear the context like I'll go and have dinner with Christine and you go and bang as many groupies as you like but someday you'll be sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's long game game territory and I'm here for it (laughs) So apparently Stevie hated go your own way. She found it really offensive, and like all these years later, she still hates. She oh, like God. They, she never moved on. She always like I hate that fucking song so much. Oh, it's so Stevie. disrespectful. She used to sing it almost every night. <laughs> oh. Jesus. So at this stage, we're going to call this the end of their romantic relationship. Okay. Okay. So. Go your uh, rumors this is when they break up and this is when okay i'm just gonna do like a brief like think of it like line of duty. this is you know at the very end where they tell you what happens next and you think that should have been a series what are you telling us all this <laughs> So, 1977, they go to rehab. Then they all come out. They shoot a Rolling Stone cover with Annie Leibowitz. She gets them into the mood by giving them a tray of cocaine. Yep. They all immediately collectively relapse. On that shoot, Stevie and Lindsay have a brief reunion. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. But then also on that photo shoot, because uh, Annie wanted the two couples that had broken up to like snuggle next to each other. And they were like, absolutely no way. So instead, Stevie snuggled up to Mick yep. Fleetwood. And apparently that was the moment where Mick Fleetwood said, it was that moment I
0: realised I knew Stevie Nicks in a previous life. Oh, God. Great line. Great. That's how you do it. Oh, it's that's okay for us awful. to do this because I knew you in a previous life. So that's, don't worry about it. That's up there with the youth group. <laughs> that's up, over I'm to the too guy insecure playing the to guitar. get a job.
1: <laughs> So it was on Coke doing a photo shoot for the Rolling
0: Stones that he realised he'd known Stevie in a previous life. No, for Rolling Stone magazine, not for the band's Rolling Stones. Oh yeah, 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 for the Rolling Stones. <laughs> but I'm sure they were around. I'm sure Keith was around somewhere. Like, go on Mick. So 1978,
1: they go on tour in New Zealand. Stevie starts sleeping with Mick Fleetwood, even though she's in a relationship with Don Henley from the Eagles and Mick is back with his ex-wife course what apparently, a Lin- mess. apparently Lindsay is fine with it apparently he just like wasn't that bothered oh god What I say burn <laughs> apparently um Mick said that Buckingham predicted their relationship because shortly after he and Nick's joined the band Buckingham had said to Fleetwood so it's you and Stevie isn't it
2: Wow, okay. I'm not convinced, you know. I think I think that that's shady behaviour on Lindsay's Buckingham, Lindsay Buckingham's yeah, part where someone, where someone was like, how do you feel about it? He's like, I don't care.
0: I'm bothered. <laughs> so, Lindsay cared, come on, what did you do? He dork. cared, come on. <laughs> Look up inside. Up. Uh,
1: yeah, so then Stevie and Mick Fleetwood are a couple. Then they go into the studio to record Tusk, which seems to have been a year of hell. So this is 1979, they're recording Tusk. It's 13 months of hell. In that time, recording the album, Mick Fleetwood cheats on Stevie with her
0: best friend. Everyone is so gross. It's, it's honestly—it's the smells of all of this. Yeah, just all the skin particles everywhere, and just oh god, something so everything's so like clammy. Everything's very <laughs> body is everything, odor, isn't it? Like, everyone's really, <laughs> everything's really moist. It's all because all studios are like windowless, like soundproof boxes, and all in there like snorting coke and then shagging each other all the time. It's Absolutely so rotten, sweating—it's horrible. So according to Stevie, she was more upset
1: that she lost her best friend than at Mick betraying her. She said that's what really hurt. She said it was three months into a 13-month album. She found out that they were seeing each other and then they were stuck together. And Tusk was Lindsay Buckingham's big like masterpiece. Yeah. And he was like obsessive. So he so her ex-boyfriend is just in control of everything, and her current boyfriend has just left her for her best friend.
0: jeez louise stevie Uh, then they go on
1: tour lindsey buckingham is drinking too much he mocks stevie on stage in new zealand then he throws his guitar at her then christine slaps lindsey buckingham in his dressing room for his treatment of stevie oh go on christine
2: go on christine absolute angel
1: so then, 1982, the band go on a break. 1983, Stevie's best friend dies. So her way of coping with the trauma is by marrying her best friend's husband and deciding that she's going to raise
0: their child. Since she's <laughs> off her face on cocaine at this stage. Oh, Stevie, surprisingly, making it, it really tough to be on your side. Yeah. <laughs> you're just making some really bad choices here, babes.
1: <laughs> uh, it doesn't work out. Um, that co- The marriage ends after three months. Months? Th- Okay, three months. There are some snap decisions
2: happening at this yeah. point in history, are there not? Yeah.
1: So then uh, uh, Stevie goes on to date, like we said, she was seeing Don Henley, JD Souther, and Joe
0: Walsh, all of whom were at one stage in the Eagles. Yep. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm dumbstruck. <laughs> maybe, maybe not a musician, just just an idea, Stevie. Maybe not a musician. Try plumber, just anything, just branch out. <laughs> then in 1987.
1: Lindsay quits the band because he says he can't handle being about being around stevie they have this huge argument that ends up with them fighting outside where he starts choking her in what? the street and according to mick fleetwood's biography stevie genuinely thought he was going to kill her i mean yeah this she needs a nice
2: vet yeah, <laughs> you know like I a mean? baby
0: boom. Just go to the countryside, meet a nice vet, meet a vet, settle down. Some you know, some have baby your animals. Moment, yeah, something.
2: exactly. That's what that's what's been the, the chapter that's missing for more than yeah.
0: Because I think is there
1: something in like when they're like maybe this is very ageist of me, but if it's like teenagers the people in their twenties, you're like, oh my god, love is so tragic, loads of difficult. But we're entering like their thirties and forties now, and they're like.
0: Still doing this shit, yeah. Mm, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, right, <laughs> but it does make great music. So you balance. It's tough. This is a real tough one. Oh, god, listen <laughs> not the task? It's pretty good. But you know, it's not the only way to make make great music? Just just
2: throwing that out there to anyone that's <laughs> but also it might, that might be. be listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might be the only way. Oh god. <laughs> but do you?
1: It's so fun because it's like they made two, well, maybe three incredible albums. But do you think that? Over a long term, it would have been more sustainable and they might have had more of an output as a band if they just weren't doing so many drugs and shagging each other all the time.
0: Maybe. I mean, not that many great bands stay great for this for that long anyways. Do you know what I mean? So, It's true.
2: Yeah. When I think about like, I don't know, I think about who Stevie Nicks is what she could have done if she weren't mm. in that toxic environment and you think about, well, I mean, she's still, f-
0: she still iconic. quite a lot.
2: <laughs> Iconic's not too big a word to use right. Stevie Nicks. But then you get like, you know, Cher, who has just like a sort of quite level headed mm. life and certainly wouldn't have gone through the the low lows that Stevie mm. Nicks has. And I just I wish that for her, you know.
1: Yeah. Less
2: trauma. Be nice. Yeah. Yeah, less trauma for Stevie. But, you know, she's working with what she's got. And But also, and I feel like it. she's
0: one of those, like, artists that feels like that trauma and pain and sadness are crucial to being an artist. And in order to create, you have to feel the lowest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she does kind of a bit revel in this somewhat, in the kind of the drama and the trauma that comes with that and all the pain and suffering is what leads to great art. I imagine she has convinced herself of that. Yeah, yeah. She's she's very ooky spooky branding yeah. in that way. She had to go through all these things. She It was it was always, it was in the stars for her, that kind of thing. So, Lindsay leaves the
1: band, but then they are reunited off the back of the, when Bill Clinton used their song, Don't Stop, then suddenly yeah, there's I a whole that. renaissance yeah. of interest in Beatwood Mac. So they reunite. And then apparently during this period that things were, Calm enough between Lindsay and Stevie that apparently they 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 played up the whole like history of their romantic story on stage, and they said they would deliberately like act like, "Oh, are we getting back together?" Yeah. Like make eyes at each other, pretend to give each other daggers, and they okay, they claimed that it was all made up that they were just playing it for the crowd.
2: I wonder. I'm I'm, I'm there in my head going. God, anything for a comeback.
1: I wonder, <laughs> a, a
2: lot could be told from this story depending on how they were doing, how they were doing professionally and personally at the time. Did the comeback matter a lot? Yeah. If yeah, the comeback 100%. mattered a huge amount, then it was like, should we just like, I don't know, should we get some condominiums going this? here? Yeah, yeah.
1: Should like, we- what? So let's all collectively imagine our worst ex and then think, yeah. imagine your dream job, but involved working every
0: single day. With your worst ex.
2: I wouldn't do it. Nothing, nothing is that important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, Stevie would. Stevie, again, I think Stevie thinks the suffering is worth it. That's what makes the great art. I believe Stevie believes that. I think she's wrong. <laughs> I think she believes <laughs> it. <now. laughs> this is what Lindsay said. So I think this
1: interview is from like the mid-naughties. Because things are about to get more complicated. <laughs> things are about to get more complicated. Oh, no. But in the ma- naughties, he said, my relationship with Stevie is fragmented. I think there's still a lot of love there, but you have to begin with the fact that in order to get through the early days, it was kind of an exercise in compartmentalisation for everyone emotionally. In particular, I wasn't the one doing the leaving. She left me. There was never any real change to anything like closure because that takes distance. It was just how we got along. And you cut 20 years later and that leads to a fragmented relationship. I mean, it's pretty articulate. Yeah. Uh, it's,
2: it's got the air of like, well, when you put it like that, I mean, <laughs> like, let's not forget that this is a man who's talking about distance in being important in relationships, breakups, and fallouts, and, you know, sort of coming out with these quite sage words. But he did choke her
0: outside <laughs> a club, <laughs> you know, like, he
2: did do that. That's
0: did he have sort of like, was there other women or anything for him? Like, was there another, like, wife okay, or anything?
1: Okay, so we'll get to that. So basically, his, they both in the 80s did solo projects, but hers was so much more successful than his solo projects. So I think that really, really yeah. annoyed him. It really was. I can't even think of any of his solo stuff at all. No. So his professional life is comparatively floundering, but aha, his personal life seems to be doing better than Stevie, because in 90, he gets together with an interior designer and uh, they have their first child in 98 and they get married in
0: 2000. He branched out. See? Not a musician, not, not a musician. musician. No. Well done, Lindsay. He thought about it for a second. I thought, hang on. <laughs> I know what could make this better. Somebody's not a crazy, wacky musician like me. That's right. So this is what Stevie said in
1: 2003 about Lindsay now I just adore him my first love and my love for all time but we can't be together he has a wife now who I really like and he's expecting his third child the way he is with his children just knocks me out I look at him now and I just think Stevie you made a big mistake but when we get, go on stage together we're able to experience our love affair again and again and again <sighs> for two and a half hours four times a week And I bet his wife loves that <laughs> I was say she has that wild? framed in her office Office. What is that smell? Is that like the smell of really
0: subtle revenge? Like, <laughs> Just a bit. I'm like, we can't be together because shit, of the wife. What? <laughs> yeah, come on. What I really like her. I really like her. But, <laughs> but we it... can't be together only because of her. Were it not for her, we would be together. And we are every night on stage, four nights a week. That's the majority of the week. It's like pumping <laughs> poison gas through their letterbox. Honestly. <laughs> no, I mean, while they're sitting at the dinner table
1: with their kids. What are you up to? Okay, so bear in mind, I said the dates of those interviews were important. That was from 2003. Because in 2018, Stevie accuses Lindsay of smirking while she's giving a speech. Um, She starts crying, (laughs) says he's breaking her heart and then tells everybody in the band either he stays or she stays.
0: Oh, Stevie.
1: And in 2018, he is kicked out of the band. So bear in mind... At this age, he is 71, she is 72 years
0: old. <laughs> so <laughs> embarrassing they're raising children, still doing this shit. Christ, man. Bloody hell. just like so, because he's smirked. Stevie, come on. Wow. <laughs> he probably just can't see because he's in his fucking 70s. He's probably just squinting <laughs> his eyes. Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> so I, I kind of didn't know when
1: to ask this question, but I think it's better to ask them sort of collectively rather
0: than when they specifically broke up. Because when did they really break up? They never. That's what I said at the start. Never. Until death, they are together. Yeah. In some way. And it's okay. their own fault. <laughs> their own they fault. can't fucking stop talking about each other in I public. Know. No one's winning here. I got to say, usually, we are like, oh, you know, this point. Poor... No, she's at fault as well. Stevie, move on. <laughs> fucking
1: hell. <laughs> So, Rebecca, I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to try and do it as earnestly and keep my face as straight as possible. <laughs> Stevie and Lindsay, why do you think they couldn't make it work? <laughs> why couldn't these crazy kids <laughs> get
2: together? I mean, I mean, who can say? It, it, it's, a, it's a very written-in-the-stars relationship, isn't it? Because the argument, of course, is that they could never achieve what they went to want to achieve in their professional lives yeah. without this having happened. And it seems that they've both got this kind of quite spicy satisfaction from the whole thing that, mm. you know, maybe they would have fi- found in other in other poisonous aspects of their lives so it feels like they it feels like there's almost a sense of like oh thank god I kind of know where to put all my anger
0: yeah like really good point over in that
2: direction like I've got so much rage but I know exactly who to target it at and it's kind of been like a relief for them both. yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know oh god like the the absolute volume of what's gone down it's just
1: poor christine Christine. mccree What she must have had to listen to. Oh, God, can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) And then we also get to, well, the second big question. In every split, there is a winner, there's a loser, there's one you're worried about, there's one you're happy for. In the great split between Stephen Ix and Lindsay Buckingham, who thrived and who simply survived?
2: I'm I'm just intuitively going to say, well, look,
1: professionally steve is the winner right when oh, it comes- oh, sorry L- little footnote just quite recently after 21 years of marriage he lindsey wife filed for divorce
0: oh i wonder why oh, maybe why? Okay. i wonder if she just read that interview that <laughs> <wrote>. <laughs> still 20 years is a fair in all seriousness 20 years is like that's a success. that's a marriage, success that's yeah. a success yeah definitely
2: yeah. i feel like my heart is saying Stevie. And then you hear that about, you know, 72 years old and it's like, he was smirking at me. And that's that's not okay. He was
0: smirking at me, Christine. Right. <laughs> that kind of
2: thing, right? And I'm just I like- I want it
0: to be Stevie, but I just I just don't think it can be I me. just
2: Yeah. It's really hard, isn't it? Because as well, like we're just getting to- well, I am anyway. I'm just getting to that sort of state of consciousness where it's like, no matter how many number ones you have, or like how many amazing professional appearances you have, it's not. That's not what constitutes a success. It's just what mm-hmm. other people perceive. And yeah, I don't. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I was so sure before. Before I right? came into this, I was so sure it was her. And now I'm like, I don't know, man. I think that maybe,
0: maybe he's sort of getting kicked out of the band is was a blessing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. I think I mean I just don't think you can having just listened to what we just said about her for the last hour or so, I don't think you can come back from this going, Stevie's thriving. <laughs> I just don't think that's something that I can think realistically. Like I think she's
2: just surviving. I think she might I think she might be surviving. Though that said, I do have it on good authority that Stevie Nicks had a wild night with a very prolific young pop star that I can't Ooh. and I and this is absolute spice that I can't mention on the podcast but I'll tell you off the air as a listener of
0: podcasts I hate when that happens and I'm so excited to be on this side of it now what
2: I'm saying is is that given the information that I know I'm like maybe it was all worth it for that maybe it was all worth it it, it's nothing to be sniffed at
0: between the two great albums a A lifetime of great music and now this yeah I was like when I heard that
2: when I heard it I was like maybe it was all just leading up to that point
0: Wow. <laughs> well, what else? Okay
1: so Lindsay Buckingham Won the split But just know that If Stevie Nicks find out you said that She probably will cast a spell on you Or yeah, haunt you she will. Yeah. She will. Important to know <laughs> uh, We've got one more question
0: for you Before we, do we release you into the wild Before we release you to go find your cottage and more importantly, before we get to find out who the pop star was, <laughs> so let's just speed through this. Um, you mentioned her before, our patron saint of the podcast, chair, And you mentioned that she is at the moment, and I'm getting worried, it's getting quite serious, that she has a boyfriend. <laughs> However, for the sake of this podcast and the fun we like with this question, we're just going to ignore that and continue. She's not married yet anyway, so whatever. No. It'll be, it'll be done pretty soon, I think. She, she gets through them. So can you think of someone... Up there to the status of, to be with, to love, the one, the only, share. Keanu Reeves. Oh. Nice. Nice. Yeah, just, I think we've had, I think he's a repeat offender. He is such a, I mean, he's just perfect, isn't he? Two,
2: two votes for Keanu Reeves, in which case. Yeah. Oh, perfect.
0: Yeah. And also, he's had such like a renaissance as well. Like, no one, everyone hated him in the 90s or like, didn't take him seriously, made fun of him. And now he's just come out. It's like all oh, the whole time, he was just this angel he a man who really just loves women
2: good guy who really like, sweet guy and what I love about him is that his renaissance like is it's it, it's appeared as a result of everyone being like oh my god he's he's great yeah like he's a really nice dude and it's like yeah now is the time for nice dudes to like step into the fore and be like hey mm. guys you actually get more famous um the nicer you go. Like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Hint, There's a real buzz. Bo- There's a real buzz about integrity at the moment. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's massive right now.
0: <laughs> He's great. Oh, great, great choice. I oh. know he has his beautiful girlfriend as well. But as we say, I'm sure she she could be a throuble. She'd be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, would, she would love it. Are you joking? Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. I wouldn't.
1: And <laughs> um, Rebecca, thank you so much. You've been such a dreamy guest.
0: Do you have? Oh. Thank you so. What an amazing couple of choices, oh. as well. Thank you so much. Oh. Iconic. And if our listeners find more well, of you, so Rebecca has oh. a book out at the
1: moment. Why did you stay? Which is just one of the most beautifully written books I have ever read. It is so incredible. So if you are a, if you just like literature, a really well written, <laughs> heartfelt, wonderful prose i make it sound very boring i make it sound yeah. like it should be something on an a level or something but i cannot it's so good i really recommend it oh thank you so much and Perfect. also you know it's about it's about dodgy relationships so exactly. it's on brand you guys it is our listeners are going to love this yeah basically Perfect. this is the book stevie nicks should have been given 40 <laughs> years ago No, 50 address, 50 years ago a copy oh god
2: that's going on the paperback
1: yeah <laughs> This book could have
2: prevented
1: (laughs) rumours. And and is there anything else, anything else that you think our listeners might be interested in? Oh God, actually, I I mean, yeah, this is... um sort of
2: cementing my brand even more but I'm in a I'm in a play that's coming up quite soon and that's about a toxic relationship too amazing it's it's actually got it's got a bit of a whiff of of the Fleetwood Mac about it it's called Blackout Songs and it's at Hampstead Theatre and that's coming up it's actually a revival because it went really well last year so they're bringing it back amazing oh congrats it's thank you very much and it's yeah it's it's pretty fun the, the, the highest acclaim I can possibly give it is that all my friends that came to see it and actually reviewers too were like you know what it's, it's not like a play it's more like a film and i was like yeah run with that like people will Hint. come if i say that so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i think oh it's, excellent think it's a that sounds
0: brilliant definitely well go see her listeners go see her and bring the book and get it signed maybe
1: yeah I'm yeah i'm gonna call
0: Rebecca Humphreys Stevie Nicks if she had therapy <laughs> oh Christ
1: <laughs> yes yeah, that's that's the brand. That's
2: my new Instagram. I've been, I've been That's having to spice up my Instagram bio for some time. and You're welcome. I are all good at
0: these things. Oh, thanks, Rebecca. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Bye, you guys. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman.
1: We want to hear your celebrity
0: couple crush,
1: so email us on thewaytheywerepod at
0: gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast thanks to you for listening
1: until the next time
0: goodbye goodbye Goodbye. the The way way they were it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper